What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's show, we are breaking down another deal. This is my guest, Sarah Carlisle's fourth deal that we talk about. But we talk about leading up to it, how she got into real estate, um, the three deals that she did before, what went right, what went wrong, and then the differences between those first three deals and this fourth deal where she made $72,000. So you're not going to want to miss this show. I'll roll the theme music and jump right in. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. What's up, everybody? I am back. I got another uh, great show for you guys today, and I'm excited to talk to my guests. We had an opportunity to meet at uh, Flip Hacking Live last year. I got to talk to her. I also saw her like all over Facebook and now watching her 500K Challenge and all the things that she's doing. Really, really impressive. And um, I think that she's got a lot to teach you guys about what she's doing, some of the results that she's seen, good, bad, others, all that stuff. So it's going to be a fun conversation today. So um, my guest today is Sarah Carlisle. Sarah, how are you? Hi, Bill. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I'm actually excited to learn uh, about, more about you, uh, learn from you. When I do these podcasts with some of our members, uh, it's some of my favorite things to do because I, I really get to know you guys a lot better. And when we're at our events or we're kind of you know talking on Facebook, the connection is not really like one-on-one. So these are always fun to do for me because I get to learn like more exciting things, some about your history, some of the results that you've had, and you know, I get to, I get to learn stuff. I always have like a page of notes when I get done. So um, maybe you can tell everybody, just get us set up. Who are you? A little bit of background, stuff like that. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm from Canada um, originally um, and uh, moved to the United States two years ago, but actually moved from Mexico. Um, so we moved, my husband and my daughter and I uh, moved from Mexico to Fresno, California, which is where we're based out of. Um, and so we've been here, yeah, since the you know beginning of 2022. And uh, so that's that's how I ended up in the United States, sort of a bit of a a bit of a North American tour. Um, and so when we got here, um, we have a family, my husband has a family member here who wanted to, get into or had already sort of been into some house flipping and things like that. So asked my husband if he wanted to get in on that with her. Um, and so, yeah, so that's how the first, so that was the intro into real estate investing and flipping houses started. Um, and so then it's just sort of now gone from there. Okay, so yeah. two years ago you moved to the U.S. Yes. from Canada. Oh, from, from Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so I had no idea you were Canadian. I don't think, and I also oh. didn't know you moved. So we're already learning about Sarah here. <laughs> and um, and so two years ago you were just like, hey, we know somebody else who's flipping houses. Let's just give this a shot. What was yeah. that like? Like, and what were you I doing before that, do you have a job or yeah, what was that like? yeah. And so uh, my goal coming to the United States, I didn't have a green card, so I actually couldn't work when I got here. Um, but my idea was to get my green card and then work and I was going to get a job and I was going to work nine to five and I was going to have paid vacations and, um, health benefits and all of that. 
Um, and then, um, so when I got here, I was actually working for a Canadian company in human resources, um, but from here. Uh, and that was for about the, about the first six months, but it took a long time to get my green card. I didn't get my green card until um, into March 2023, I think. So it was quite a long time. And, and so sort of how that evolved from my husband getting into, you know, doing, starting into real estate investing, um, I sort of by default then took an interest. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so your husband started doing this, uh, real estate thing and then you, cause, and you were working full time and then yeah. you're like, Hey, I want to, I want to get more involved in this. So um, me, to, to get, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Was, so, so what was it like did, early on when yeah, you guys were doing the real estate? So, you know, he started doing one and I was sort of just on the sidelines. I, you know, kind of, you know, keep track of some numbers and things like that. Um, and so he did two originally, or we did two, and then, um, we decided that, you know, okay, well, you know what the partnership, they wanted to focus more on Airbnb and we thought, um, the flipping side. So we decided then we would, you know, go on our, go our own way. Um, and in that time I started looking at real estate a bit differently. I'd never, I've never known, never been in, even really interested in real estate on any level, except for maybe buying a house. But um, so I started to see how it kind of worked. Um, and I started to, I dove into all the free YouTube content. I dove into anything I could find and I ordered books and um, to see, okay, if we're gonna do this and make it a business, what is that? what does that look like? Um, and so I would say the first two we did were sort of more just sort of like, um, not a whole, not a real thought out process about, you know, the, how to run the numbers and things like that. Um, and so my first, um, yeah, so it just sort of kind of started evolving like that. Um, and I finished the contract I was doing for this company in Canada and thought, okay, you know, I still can't work. I still don't have a green card. so this seems like, <laughs> this seems like this is what I'm going to do now. So, so, uh, the first couple that you did, what, uh, what were some of the results of those? Were they in, were they in Fresno? Yeah. Yeah. One, one was, work? one was a good, um, and, and again, like I was less a part of those. Um, but you know, one had, a, you know, a good decent return. Um, and then the second one didn't have, um, a, a great return. And that's when I started to be like, well, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be more than just here, we'll offer this. We think we're going to put in this and we're going to sell it for this. There's gotta be more to it. Um, and so that's when I started to realize that there is a science behind it. And, um, and what I, the first thing, one of the first things I did was I was on a watching somebody and they had their calculator this is i probably could have googled it and found the same result a little easier but i screenshot it and then i recreated it so it was you know the closing costs and all of these things so then i made my own and again right i'm pretty sure i probably could have find found one <laughs> on google but this was a great one and it it included every single cost and and then it allowed us to look at properties a lot differently um, because before this person, we didn't, weren't including closing costs and holding costs and all of those other costs 
that really make or break um, a deal on a lot of, you know, these um, on a smaller ROI. So, yeah. And so that was how that started. Um, Are, does your husband yeah. still work with you in the business yeah. right now? Yeah. He does. Okay. Yeah. And he um, does more like project manage, like he sort of manages the projects when, when we have them in Fresno. Yeah. Okay. Is he going to listen to this? Yeah. <laughs> Is it safe to say that you're the brains behind the operation right now? I am the definitely the administrative um, um, and like numbers person. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. guys are probably have some, some different personalities where for sure like the bean counter, the numbers yeah. and he's yeah. kind of more of the visionary. Let's Absolutely. make things happen. That kind of stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because as you were talking about these first two, it was like, we made money and then we didn't have a good return. Yeah. Necessarily we say we lost money, broke <laughs> or whatever. but you were like, this is, this is going up and down. This is not consistent. This is not what I want to do. Let me go figure it out. Let me, there's gotta be a better way. Let me, let me build the mousetrap and then let's go play the game differently. That's right. Um, so that's, that's how that, that's how it began. So that's basically how it okay. began. And now we're talking into sort of, fall of 2022, I suppose, um, is when um, I kind of started to take it seriously. Okay. Um, and I, we didn't meet, I don't think, until fall of 2023, right? Correct. That is okay. correct. So what are some of the early books that you were reading or things that you were like consuming that you feel like gave you a good um, set up for, is there something you could recommend for somebody that really um, helped you? Yeah. So, well, one of the, one of the most like basic ones, and I can't actually, I, I don't remember the name of it. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of it was content. A lot of it was YouTube content or yeah. Instagram. I shouldn't say that to YouTube, Instagram. And actually I found, really? I, I saw, I was on a, some zoom webinar, something that you did also in those early, like probably early 20, 23 as well. I just, I went onto Instagram and started pretty much just following and, and I got a lot of content, a lot of great, just basic, but basic stuff. Right. And yeah. basic stuff that, um, I had been missing. Right. So it kind of took me back to, okay. So, you know, it's not just about jumping in. It's not just being like, cause I think in the beginning I thought, oh, well, if you find a house that is distressed, well, then you can buy it and fix it up and, and that's not the case. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. And so, um, um, one of, yeah. So, you know, like following yourself, um, following, you know, some of the other, you know, bigger, um, like Ryan Pineda and, um, you know, that was a lot of my, my information came from, from that. Got it. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not like huge on Instagram or even YouTube at that time. So if you came across might something on Facebook, I found, I might've listened to years on Facebook. It was somewhere, it was, it was one yeah. or the other anyways. Yeah. So, um, okay. So fall 2022, you guys are starting to build out some processes and things like that. And so what, what was like the, you know, the next year, like up until I, I met you. So we actually didn't end up, um, so no, we did do another one in the fall of 2022, and then um, that one was okay. <laughs> it was it was still learning, uh, and then um, 2023 was a bit of a of a change of a turning point. I'd actually I did join a mentorship um, 
um, program in 2022 at the end um, because I thought, okay, I need something. And it was more about out-of-state investing. And so I thought, oh, I can, I can do this. <laughs> um, and um, so I did learn a lot of basics. Again, I was really trying to focus on basics because I, I'm the type of person like I need to understand things very, very clearly before I, I go out and execute. Um, and so that gave me again, basics. Um, and so then our first, I'd say like awesome big deal came in April of 2023. So by that time we had three under our belt. Um, um, and so April, 2023 was when we sort of had, you know, a really good like wow this is this is what this is what they talk about this is what you see right this is what people talk about or this is what instagram shows you right um and so that was a that was an, again another turning i think each property is sort of a, it's it's a learning you know we've learned so much from each one and so this one again was a learning one and and it was you know we ran numbers really well and it was also a lot of luck i you know um in a way um just you know the property came about at a good time and it was you know all of the things so when we say luck but a lot of things aligned um yeah all right let's talk about so, this one let's talk about okay. this one. Okay. it's probably going to give me a ton more questions so okay. let's just let's dive into this deal right here so april sure. um 2023 how'd you yeah. find it uh through a wholesaler wholesaler um, where was it fresno yeah it was in fresno, fresno. okay yeah. And uh, so how did you know the wholesaler? So uh, my realtor here has a really good relationship with this wholesaler. It's a big wholesaler in California. They do hundreds, you know, hundreds and hundreds of deals a year. Um, and it came through them to okay. her. So, and then so she you had a relationship with the realtor. Realtor yeah. has a relationship with the wholesaler. Realtor saw it and said, hey, Sarah, you guys might be interested in this property. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what? Let's see what, uh, tell me about the, the deal. The so, so one of the things about it was, it was a higher and like it had, I think their wholesaler originally wanted over 500 for it. Um, so a lot of people don't touch those, right? A lot of, is that expensive in Fresno? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fresno is expensive, but it's all, it's also, you know, it was a 2,100 square foot home. I'm one of, you know, one of a really highly sought after street and area. So, um, you know, it was, it was a nice home. Um, but a lot of, you know, a lot of investors don't want to tie up that much money in a, in a, in one investment. And so the thing with this one was it was, um, lived in by an older couple who were collectors of many things. <laughs> so their house was extremely full and extremely dirty. Um, and, but we kind of saw past all that. So, we we ended up getting it for four hundred fifty five thousand. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's back up a little bit. So yeah. wholesaler sends it to you over five hundred thousand. What did you do? Yeah. Did you go look at I, it? Did you tell the wholesaler no. their asking price was crazy? Like, what was the next step? Yeah. So no, didn't look at it. Um, I saw pictures. Uh, I did see an inspection report. This wholesaler always doesn't gives inspection reports, so I saw that. Okay. Um, went through it. Needed a lot. Of, needed a really big cleanup. Right. So I, so rent, running the numbers, which includes like looking at, you know, the comps in the area. So, 
we look within, say within 10 years build, build year, um, within half a mile, um, with, you know, similar square footage. Um, does it have a pool or doesn't it? How many, you know, garages? And so we look at all of that for the comps um, and say, okay, so this, this is what we think it'll be worth. Um, and we originally saw it and thought, okay, we can sell it. We can literally clean it and relist it for 585. And that was the plan. When we bought it, that was the plan. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't going to make, it, I think that profit was going to be about 42,000, which made me super nervous because, um, we tried to look at, you know, 10%, um, ROI on the ARV, right? So, um, you know, so I was, it was a little bit nervous because it wasn't the profit margin that I thought should be on that big, on that expensive house, but, um, it was a great area and we didn't really need to do anything. Um, so, so we went ahead. So we said, okay, yep, we, there, there's, there's a profit to be made. These houses sell. So that's, that's what we'll do. Okay. So you never looked at it. Uh, not until after we bought it. Okay. And, um, <laughs> is there a reason why you didn't go look at it? Like uh, I was out of town. Or... I was actually out of town. Okay. So, uh, my, my real, I shouldn't say it. My realtor did see it. Okay. And so realtor so, looked yeah. at it. You trust the realtor. Yeah. They try to transfer some trust to you. Um, yeah. and so you, okay. So you just, you just made an offer. Like, why did you think that they would take a lower price than asking for? Well, I just feel like, I feel that's a bit of the game of wholesaling, isn't it? That you just offer less. They, they ask for more and you offer less. <laughs> All right. So I just, there's, there's a few lessons that I want to teach here um, for the people that are listening. So, um, and I'm also, I'm not going to give the lessons yet because I want to ask you a few questions. Okay. Okay. The story, but over $500,000 asking price, yeah. 2,100 square foot, highly sought after area, higher end house. Yeah. You know, option one is we can clean it and relist it for 585. So you ran yeah. some numbers based on that. So yeah. I would buy something for 455 if I could clean it up and relist it for 585. Um, yeah. And then the backup plan was to just fully renovate it, like gut it. Well, so the backup plan um, at that point, um, no. Did you, at that point, the primary plan was yeah. we're just going to clean it up, list that it was, for 585. That's right. That, okay, that was, so you yeah. had no other, you didn't run any other numbers, like what if we fixed it up, what could we sell it for? Any other yeah, yeah, because there were some good comps that were selling for like, say, I shouldn't say that, yes we did, because there were comps for like 630, um, you know, and like a model match home and, that had sold the year earlier, so it didn't really fit within our six months range of looking at the comps, but, but of course, yes, we did look at those, and so there was, I guess we did have an idea like, well, if we did put a little bit into it, um, you know, we could, you know, maybe, but if we put in 15, we want to make sure we're getting, you know, more than 15 back out. Yep. Um, right. And so, but yeah, so going back to your question, why, why did I offer? Because that was our number. That's what worked. If, if I'd offered 475, then it wasn't our, you know, it wasn't in a, our best interest to move ahead on it. And so why 455? Well, that, that was the number that worked and we and, weren't, and was it just like an email response or like you reached back out to them? Like, how did that go? It goes through this, this particular wholesaler is all through my realtor. Okay. So you told the realtor, yeah. Hey, we're going to pay, we'll pay 455. That was your opening offer. Yeah. yeah. No, 
No, it wasn't actually. It was, I think, four. It was actually four seventy-five, and then I backpedaled and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! Take it back, take it back. Four fifty-five can't. Four seventy-five is way too high. No, I was sort of. I got in a little bit of emotion. I'm like, "Oh, but it's such a great house and all of this." And so, um, I sent that over to her and immediately was like, "No, roll that back. We cannot. That is not. That's not what we want to do." And so. Um, did That's she send the 475 to the wholesaler or not? Um, yet? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they, she said, 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 just kidding. 455. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I think too, they had said, oh, well, we have someone at 490 or we have someone. And so she said, well, whatever, then they can go. But um, then whether they did or not is one thing. Um, and then, you know. Um, so then it was, yeah. So then it was settled. 455. That, that is, that's our max. And, and what happened? Like, did they take it right away? Did it take a while? Yeah. Or... Yeah. So I think they were, they were really, they were pushing their limit on when they had to close. They had to close. I think we closed in a week or 10 days because they needed, they needed to get that contract to sign. So um, they, they went back, they said they went back and renegotiated the price with the seller. Again, if that's what happened, I'm not sure. Um, but we ended up getting it for 455. Yeah, they probably they probably did. I mean, yeah. as a wholesaler myself, over five hundred k asking price, and you're yeah. giving me a haircut of like seventy thousand. <laughs> I, I probably have to go back and renegotiate that. But now I have. Yeah. So this is I teach this a lot, and I tell people all the time, like you got to make an offer. Like if you don't make an offer on everything, if you analyze it, if you look at it, if you underwrite it, make an offer. It doesn't matter how low it is. Like this is insanely below asking price, and you they you may be the only buyer that's making an offer. And as a wholesaler, we can't go back and renegotiate if we don't have a solid buyer. So they made an offer, 455. They ended up getting the house. Um, mm -hmm. They closed quickly. How did you finance the project? Uh, hard money. Hard so money. We did, Local hard yeah. money? How did you close in seven days? Um, well, uh, well, they actually closed in three. So this the, the, the um, company I used, they closed in three because I actually went with another company, a local company. Um, and they appraised it really, really low. So they were only wanted to give about 70%, I think. Um, and with that, and we had been contemplating like 80. And so that was a difference, I think about $40,000. And, and so we were financing that 20% um, that the hard money wasn't bringing in. Um, so that was a difference, you know, you know, like $40,000. So yeah. I jumped to another company and they closed in three days. I got them on board on a Tuesday and we closed on the Friday. Did, had you had a prior, prior, prior relationship with them at all? No, I'd spoken to them. I'd spoken to one of their, like their, um, their account executives, yep. um, a few times. Um, we kind of, yeah, but, um, no, I had never, they'd never lent to me before. Wow. Yeah. And then you used your money for the rest. Yes. And the hard money for the rehab. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. And then, so now you guys bought the house, you went and looked at it. How did it change from clean and relist? Like what, what happened next? So in this crazy time of this, like 10 days, um, so between the time we kind of bought it or, you know, went into escrow until we closed, there was so it's in this pocket in this really nice street called Audubon in Fresno. Um, and it's a really nice area, it's a sought after area. And in though in that time, and then we closed so within two weeks, 
houses were going way over ask. Um, they were selling in a day or two, you know, they were getting under contract in a day or two. Um, and they were just, there were sort of five or six homes within that time that were just, you know, going really, really quickly. So with my realtor, um, who, um, you know, kind of talked about it and, you know, she said, you know what, I honestly think like you can push it up to probably 620, 630 with just, you know, maybe a bit more. So we thought, so we looked back at our numbers. So we were originally going to put in 15,000 to clean it up because it needed paint, it needed the landscaping, it needed the pool um, done, not replastered, but so we had kind of contemplated, we're like, okay, 15,000, that, that'll get us cleaned up, it'll, it'll, you know, we can paint it, and, and there we go. When we looked at it, and we, we looked, if we just did new countertops, painted the cabinets, reglazed some tile, we could get it up to those comps that were pushing 620, 630. So that's what we did. We sent, we basically put in another, um, so I think originally we had said 12,000 for Renos and we pushed it up to 28,000. And that took our ARV from 585 up to around 620. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you listed yeah. it and like, how fast did you clean it up? How fast did you sell it? We had it for two weeks. Two weeks we relisted it and um, we, I want to say it was on the market for four days. So I think it went up on like Thursday, open house. And I think on Sunday or Monday, we accepted an offer. For how and much? 628. 628. Yeah. And how much did you make? About 72,000. Whoa. Yeah. That's like my first two flips combined. That's well, awesome. I, I, I do like to say like it makes up for the, the previous ones that we did that were, were not 72,000. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, and that's, that's some of my questions. So number one, we talked about some lessons learned here. One was, you know, continue to build relationships. Wholesalers have good deals. You just, you have to look past the asking price. You have to look past a lot of things. You had a relationship with a realtor brought you, uh, have you bought any other deals from these wholesalers before or, or since then? Uh, since, yeah, I bought another one from them since, which we actually hold pail, um, just and in December, 42, 42. Okay. Yeah. And by wholesale, you mean you just bought it and then relisted it? Well, I shouldn't even say it. we didn't that. Well, it was, I guess we essentially wholesaled it again because we didn't even have to relist it. It was a good property so. for a buy and hold. Yeah. So, um, so without doing so, anything to it. Yeah, that ticked me off. When I moved to Nashville, we didn't know the market well enough. We had a deal that we sold to someone. I think we made 25 and then they bought it, listed it on the MLS and made like 60. And I just oh, watched all this happen. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we had the money. It's not like I'm a broke wholesaler. Like I had money at that time. Right. I had a lot. I could have easily bought it. I had the means to buy it. I could have made 80 or maybe 75 after you know, commissions or fees and yeah. all that stuff. I was like, oh, <laughs> this market better. So uh -huh. um, that can happen for sure. So yes. um, one thing that I wanted to ask was, how do you think the first three deals that you did that may not have given you the results that you were expecting set you up for success on this deal? Um, so I think, I guess uh, a few things. One would be, it made me realize that, um, 
flipping houses like is a is a business is a thing because honestly i didn't i never ever considered it ever in my life before i'm not that risky <laughs> but um so one that's it brought me do you think it's estate. risky well i mean not now i don't now why, why okay okay see our words matter so i want to make sure that the people that are listening <laughs> okay they because look like do you th think you just said not now so why did you think it's risky then but now you don't think it's risky because i didn't understand it didn't understand i didn't understand that you can actually understand the deal pretty much down to close to the dollar um what your profit's going to be if you follow the correct steps um i think that i think that's probably one of the biggest things that i realized that you can't actually anticipate what you're going to get out of it or you can actually see what you're going to get out of it um before you even get into it right sure there's some you know there's things that pop up and and whatever but um so that's what i didn't understand before that you can actually you can actually calculate out um the whole process essentially um so i interviewed a professional poker player and she made me realize that this is one of the like quote unquote like unbelievably uh I, I hesitate to use the word safe but like low risk environments of making money on the planet like she she convinced me that her poker playing is not risky she's like if i have a 60 percent <laughs> chance of winning the hand all i have to do is play more she's like if i just play more then i'll win every time the casino she's like the casino has a 51 percent chance of winning on a lot of these games and all they need to do is get you to play more. And so she, what she said was the most risky thing is just playing, just doing one and then stopping. So if you did those three and then stopped, that would be risky. So she's like, she said, over your career, how many houses did you do, done? And at the time it was like five or 600. And she's like, how many have you lost money on? I was like, ah, like four. She's like four of 500. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. But it was, I mean, some of them were kind of a lot of money. She's like, it does not matter. She's like, that's like a 99% chance right. of being successful. Right. All you have to do is play more. And so I was like, whoa. She's like, if I had a 99% chance of winning, I put all my money in nonstop forever. And she's like, I'd be like way better off than I am right now. Right. And so that's the thing is like, we only lose when we quit. I agree. And, and also you have to like, you have to do a little strategy pivot from time to time so okay let's get off risk for a second and there was a couple other things so what else did you learn from those three one was that you said that flipping can be an actual business um instead of just yeah. like a side hustle or hobby the other yeah. one was we talked about risk like you see that it's not as risky as you thought because you learned the process right uh, what else um and i think yeah i mean i think just a lot of that is that um so for example when we when we first went into this project you know we could have done a whole new kitchen we could have done all new bathrooms we could have there's so much we could have done and i think when you go into this and it's like oh what it needs this and it needs this and it needs this and then you have to step back and be like but does that is that bringing me more profit is that bringing me value or is that just going to make me 
you know, reduce my, my profit. And, and, um, and that was one of the other things in that, that um, sort of like that over, maybe talk about like over renovating or over rehabbing, right? You, I mean, it's a real thing because you get in and you think, oh, wow, but are people going to pay for that? Not necessarily, right? And so another thing learning from that is to really watch your comps. What are they doing? You don't have to be the best, the better. You don't have to go so far above and beyond. You have to make your product looked, look and feel similar or a little bit above that. But that whole sort of reinventing the wheel or, you know, over renovating um, isn't necessarily going to bring in a better um, return. Yeah, I had to learn that the hard way as well. Um, yeah, I was definitely over renovating HGTVing my houses in the beginning and just like making them so I would live there. And I didn't understand that other people just want a house to live in. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. And so I wrote down, leave emotion at the door. Like don't be so emotional when it comes to the projects. Um, okay. So wh wh where are things going right now? Like what's, what's next for Sarah and so her business and things? Where, where are you at now? So we're okay. So to, coming into now we're 2024. Um, yeah. So I found, I found you guys in at flip hacking live and it's, been fantastic it's helped me now sort of i think before i you know i was very scattered i was like what are my goals what are i don't know i'm just trying to just trying to do this i'm just trying to do it um and so now i'm sort of focused we have like a real focus we have a real goal for this year um as far as the number of, of properties um we want to do um so right now we have two properties we've just bought um in fresno um to flip um, and so our goal is to um, exit, I guess, 12 properties this year. Um, so we have two that we've purchased now. Um, uh, one of them should be quick, should be about a four or five week rehab. Uh, the other one is also a bit of a cleanup, a bit like that property I was talking about there. Um, profit margin, not probably will not be, you know, that seventies, but that's okay. Uh, it is, it's more of a cleanup again. It was, you know, some, um, people who like to collect <laughs> and stuff their house with many things. Um, you're so nice so... to your sellers. You're so nice. To <laughs> right. Um, but you know, so these actually properties, we actually got them both off the MLS. Um, and one of them we got, they were listed at 575. We got it for 468 um and the other property was listed for 250 and we got it for 190. and how do you do that yeah. you just make offers based on what you need yeah what what number works yeah just and, run the numbers and make your offer yeah. how many no's do you get before you get a yes on something like that or or are you two Lots. for two you just put in two no, offers well, and you got them both. no that one i want to say those ones were probably out of 20 offers um, which I feel is pretty good. I don't, that's not normally the, the ratio that I would get. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do like in Fresno, um, a lot of, um, I make a lot of MLS offers. Um, and then I'm starting to work. Uh, just, I'm starting to network more in Fresno, starting to know more people, starting to sort of get into that. Um, and that's been another big push for me as far as the business is is all of this networking all of um, um getting to know 
people in you know in the same industry and and that sort of thing. Um, so hopefully to work with more wholesalers um, in Fresno as well. Yeah. Nice. So uh, did for any of the offers that you sent in that from those other eighteen that you didn't get, was anybody like rude responding to you about your offer? No. Like what's Not wrong rude. with you, Paxson? <laughs> you deserve to die. Any of that stuff. <laughs> No, not yet. Not Did they yet. come to your house and yell at you? No, nothing. Okay. Nope. So, like no shaming, people, not even anything. <laughs> so a lot of the things, I mean, it's a business, guys. You're just, just run a business. If the numbers work, you're, if you're taking all that time to run the numbers, submit the offer. Like the agent will just present it. If it's not for them, that's okay. And honestly, you might get a call back a week later, a month later, two months later. Like, hey, is that offer still good? That's oh, right. We run the numbers that's and right. check. Uh, no, we have to come down a little bit, or you might be like, ching, yeah, absolutely, 100%, yeah. the market got better. So, um, okay, the the last thing I wanna ask you before we wrap up here is, you started on like Instagram and YouTube content in the beginning, yeah. and then you've joined a few like coaching programs since then, uh, like the out-of-state program you talked about, and then the runway program, obviously. So um, how has like the the growth and learning different um, been between the two? And if you had to go back, like, would you do it the same way? Would you recommend somebody like join something faster? Like, what would you recommend for people? Yes. Uh, what? Yes. So would I recommend joining fast? Yes. So the, that content was, was great. Um, and like that free content. Um, and, but what it didn't give me, um, and what I have now, for example, I don't know, you know, how much you see in the Facebook group, but I ask a lot of questions. I ask all sorts of questions about anything I, I think, because I'm like, somebody must know somebody, whether it's one of, you know, one of the coaches or what, just somebody must have dealt with this or somebody must have some sort of idea what I'm talking about. Um, and that's the, that's a key for me being able to sort of, if I have questions or an idea that I kind of just can't you know, fully grasp or something that I can ask and somebody's there to answer. Um, and that's, that's a huge piece, obviously, that when you're just working with free content that you don't get, right? It's not two way, right? You're just absorbing, but then it leaves you with a lot of questions, right? And more questions and more questions. And I still find that, right? The more I'm learning, the more questions I have. And that's just my nature too, right? I, I want to know, I need to know. Um, and so when I have, you know, this then i can ask and people answer <laughs> right and it's you know um and it's good info and it's people who have done it and been there and understand or you know maybe they haven't yet but um and i think too um you know that it just yeah it just helps to um also make those connections with other people yeah well, I think one of the reasons why people are answering you all the time, and I, I am in there, I do see your questions and your, your name's in there a lot, and it's great. Like, that's what it's for. That's what I expect. Right. Honestly, right. it's the people that are quiet, like observing, like the people that are in there that are, that are consistent, that are showing up, that are playing all out, that are asking questions, that are attending, that are going to the accountability groups. They're like, they want to learn. They're, they're actually taking action. They're buying houses. They're fixing them up. They're making money. They're talking about their stories, all those things. Like, that's really important because that that gets you moving in that direction and it also gets other people saying that's somebody that i need to watch out for like that's somebody who i want to help and you build a connection with them so the next time you ask a question they're answering it boom 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 
I think a lot of our questions get answered, but there's definitely like the people in the group that get their questions answered the most are the po folks that are the most active. And so like for me, when I was just getting started, I was the exact same way as you. I see a lot of me in you. Like I was asking questions nonstop. In the beginning when I joined, I was just like taking in as much information as I can and asking for help. And then it was like, then the shift started happening and I started getting experience and I started learning lessons and then I could start giving back and helping. And then it became like more giving back and helping than it was asking questions in there. It was like, I got more experience, done hundreds of houses, and then I could just give back and give back. And it's just, that's the, that's the progression of learning anything. So I agree with you, the Instagram, YouTube stuff, like books, things like that. I think they're good, but as far as speed goes, it takes a lot of time to try to take all that and figure out what to listen to and what not to listen to, like what to sort through. Um, what, one more follow-up to that. What is, if somebody's looking for a program, like what would you recommend that they find for them? Like, I don't think that the runway program or altitude or anything that we do is for everyone. Like, what is the thing that you would say? I mean, I'd love it to be for everyone, but I totally get it. Like we're not, the right, like we might not mesh well, we might not be the right fit for somebody that might be looking for something that's different. Like what, what is something like maybe a couple, a little bit of wisdom from you of how do you pick the right program? Um, or, or do you just like pick and go and then figure it out along the way? Like what would you, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's looking for their first program? I think that, so I think a lot, the first program I, I really feel comes um, for a lot of people, it's the price point. And um, so I think whatever program, I mean, do your due diligence and, and find, you know, someone who, who you like and, and, you know, has, you know, shows, you know, whether you're finding them from Instagram or whatever. But um, I think just getting into one, you know, that fits the price point um, and, you know, that you can find that, you know, has a, looks like it, you know, has some modules or a program. Um, but I do think that, um, getting into one is important regardless regardless um and then you know for example um i came and i found runway later on after flip packing live um and and at that point i needed that next step i need like i needed you and i needed all those coaches and i needed just a different you know i just needed that and so that's how you know i came to you know to you know when i looked at runway and thought, yeah, that's what I need. So it sounds to me like figure out what your needs are and then take a look and, and, and analyze, do I think that this program is best to suit my needs right now? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, a program is better than, you know, no program, uh, you know, like as long as they're vetted, I mean, check out a bunch of different programs, of course, obviously, I mean, but you know, I don't know. Like, I just think that a lot of people are the same. Oh, oh, it's too expensive. Well, yeah, maybe. But at the same time, you know, so since I could say whatever, since joining Runway, I've, you know, bought, you know, I've wholetailed one. I have two others that I'm fixing, you know, the, you know, it, it launches you so quickly that at the end of the day, um, that, you know, you're, ma you're making three or four or five times more than you would have, you know, than the cost of a program, right? So I think that it's all, that's a big part of it is that you have to understand, yeah, you know, the program, whatever program you choose will cost, will cost you some money, but the result from that is exponentially larger. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it costs you a lot of money to just kind of float around and figure it out on your own. It cost me a lot of money. I, mean, I was going to say, it cost, me, it cost me money to lose money, so, <laughs> or, or yeah. not make money. So, right? So I think, you know, in the end, that's exactly, that's exactly it. It costs more money in the end. Yeah, it cost, it, it, the opportunity cost is crazy. Like, when I look back at just years of inaction, actually, like not doing anything and just... Um, it cost me a lot. And then joining joining and doing like 67 deals in the first year, I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought I could make this much money. And then it pays for itself like a hundred right. times yeah. over. So easily, easily, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you guys want to join Seven Figure Runway or check it out, you can go to sevenfigurerunway.com. So the number sevenfigurerunway.com. Um, great program. I love it. I love a lot of the scenario-based training and scenario uh, simulation that we're doing and things like that to try to take the risk out of the equation. And then obviously the accountability groups, the meetings, quarterly meetings, uh, the coaching calls, the Facebook group that Sarah talked about, that's really valuable. Just all the, the discounts as far as uh, hard money lenders and all kinds of stuff. would love to have you. Um, Sarah, what is, uh, how can people find out more information about you, whether they, um, what do you need? How can I help you and serve you to the audience for saying thank you for being on the show? We're, um, you can find us at, um, on Instagram at ESCA Property Group, E-S-C-A Property Group. Um, and you can, on, on my Instagram, you can see my um, evolving 500K challenge that I'm doing through, <laughs> through Bill. And um, it's going, it's going, it's, you know, I'm doing live so you can see us there. So we're, you know, we're raising capital for our projects, um, uh, our um, upcoming and ongoing projects. So uh, you can find out more about that on, on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, any, anybody in the Fresno area, um, have a look, check us out and uh, get in touch so we can uh, do some deals together. Awesome. So if you have deals, send them. If you want to invest with a Canadian who came to the U.S. <laughs> via Mexico with no green card, do you have a green card now? I do. Oh, she's got a green I card do. now. So, um, <laughs> then you can uh, hit Sarah up on Instagram. What is that ESCA property? What is ESCA property? Group? Uh, all right. Well, my last name is Carla. My husband's last name is Escalante. Ah, okay. So it's your initial and his initial. Well, no. Oh, well, it could be. I th I, we just took it from Escalante, which is so Esca is kind of where it came from. But it could be ES for him and CA for me. Oh, that's what I, that's what I thought. Okay, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. All right, I love it. Um, I I wondered awesome. that as I've been tagged on the posts and watching oh. and stuff like that. So. Um, okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you on the next show. If you're interested in Seven Figure Runway, go to sevenfigurerunway.com, the number sevenfigurerunway.com, and I will see you on the next podcast. Bye.